0: May the 4th is with all of us, though certainly many of you may be scratching your heads at the way I have described this 124th day of 2021. This is the matching Charlottesville community engagement, and I promise not to force too many references upon you. That is not the way of Sean Tubbs, the host I am. On today's show, Charlottesville City Council begins the process to remove Confederate statues, the Virginia Department of Rail and Public Transportation is working on a new statewide plan that includes expanded service. And U.S. 250 remains closed at Afton Mountain, one day after a rock slide, and there's no time yet for when the roadway might reopen. Actually, that last one is the whole update, because that's all I know. In today's patreon field shout-out from an anonymous supporter... It may seem like we just had an election, but 2021 is once again a city, county, and state election year. Party primaries are coming soon on June 8, 2021. The deadline to register to vote or update an existing registration is Monday, May 17, 2021. Visit the Virginia Department of Elections website at elections.virginia.gov to learn more. The seven-day average for new COVID cases has now dropped below 1,000 for the first time in many months. That took place yesterday on Monday, according to data from the Virginia Department of Health. The seven-day average for positive test results has declined to 4.5%. Nearly a third of Virginians are now fully vaccinated. Blue Ridge Health District Director Dr. Denise Bonds briefed city council last night. And
1: when you look at the absolute numbers, Charlottesville's uh, 53% of the population has received at least one dose and 37% of our population is fully vaccinated. Charlottesville, when you look, um, is number five in the state for the percentage of population with at least one vaccine. Uh, So that's really great news. And you're actually surrounded by Albemarle County, who's number one in the state.
0: Dr. Bonds said there is a push now to get vaccines to people who were homebound, as well as specialized vaccine clinics across the city.
1: We've really tried to meet people where they're at to get them vaccinated uh, and to make sure that they um, were safe from COVID.
0: However, Dr. Bonds said there's a long way to go to get to the figure of 75% vaccinated, and that means targeting specific demographics.
1: To target some of our... um, Uh, key populations. Um, We have uh, assisted the Charlottesville Albemarle NAACP and the Latino Health Initiative, who have developed a public service announcement with funding by the Move to Health Equity Coalition.
0: Also at council last night, several people spoke to a consent agenda item that authorizes a public hearing on removal of Confederate statues that'll take place on June 7th. That's an official step required to remove the statues under legislation that passed the General Assembly in 2020. Albemarle County used this process to remove a Confederate statue in Court Square last summer. Don Gathers was a member of the Blue Ribbon Commission on Race, Memorials, and Public Spaces, which made a recommendation on the statues back in 2016. Through the diligence and hard work and, and determination of the, the non-members of that, that that board, we, we've done our job. And now it's we call on council to, to say, it's time for you to do yours. It's time for those statues to go with all ex- expedient speed. And if they cannot be gone, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, expeditiously, then they do need to be covered. They need to be put in storage. Council adopted a resolution last night on the consent agenda to move the process forward. Here's City Manager Chip Boyles.
1: Thank you for passing uh, the consent agenda that included the Lee and Jackson statue um, movement. We intend to publish the notice so that you could have that public hearing at your June 7th council meeting.
0: That prompted a follow-up from Vice Mayor Sina McGill.
1: What would the timeline then, if the notice gets published then, that we then have the meeting On the 7th, what would the time, what would the earliest timeline be if it passed on the 7th? 30 days after June 7th.
0: In the case of the at ready statue in Court Square, Albemarle County passed their resolution of intent on July 1st, 2021, the first day they were eligible to do so under the new law. They held their public hearing on August 6th, and the statue was removed on September 12th. Boyles also said the city has received supplemental affordable housing funds from the Federal American Rescue Plan, which was passed by Congress earlier this year.
1: The city of Charlottesville will be receiving uh, $270,000 that we'll be able to spend on affordable housing programs within the city. Along the, the lines of the American Rescue Funds, we are still waiting to get the total dollar amount that we will be receiving as well as the regulations.
0: Boyles also said there were 64 applicants from across the country for someone to be the executive director of the Police Civilian Review Board. He also said he has resumed a practice of meeting with leaders of neighborhood associations across the city, and that next meeting will be on July 15th. More from City Council in a future episode of this program. An architect with ties to Charlottesville has been named by a trade organization as one of two winners of its 2021 Award for Excellence in Public Architecture. The American Institute of Architects has recognized Katie Swenson for her role in creating public facilities. While a graduate student at the University of Virginia School of Architecture, Swenson worked with the Piedmont Housing Alliance and helped on their 10th and Page Street neighborhood revitalization project, which built many single-family homes in that section of Charlottesville in the 2000s. Swenson was the first executive director of the Charlottesville Community Design Center, a now-defunct nonprofit that sought to help area residents become more knowledgeable about planning issues. The organization folded in early 2011. Swenson had left in 2006 to direct the Enterprise Community Partners Rose Fellowship Program. She also co-founded Enterprise's Affordable Housing Design Leadership Institute Program, along with former Charlottesville Mayor Maurice Cox. You can read more on the AIA website. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement, and it's time again for another subscriber-fueled public service announcement. The group Resilient Virginia has a mission to help communities in the Commonwealth be prepared to adapt to a changing climate. They kick off their three-part Spring Resiliency Academy on Thursday, May 6th, with a workshop on funding for flood-prone communities. It's $25 for the one event, but for $60, you can also attend the May 27th event on Resilient Buildings and the June 17th installment on economic recovery, jobs, and justice. Register at resilientvirginia.org, where you can also learn more about their upcoming virtual conference. Speaking of nonprofits, the Center for Nonprofit Excellence will hold a virtual town hall on Wednesday, May 5th, 2021, to launch a new tool intended to help its members build better relationships with their donors. At noon, they will publicly launch an initiative called Seven Actionable Principles for a Strong Social Sector. These range from create strategic budgets to evaluate impact. You can read a quote from Executive Director Christine Nardi in the newsletter, because it's a long one, and you can register for the free event at thecne.org 7AP. Last year, CNE, or the Center for Nonprofit Excellence, worked with over 700 nonprofits across Virginia. And finally today, the Virginia Department of Rail and Public Transportation is working on a new statewide rail plan. The first such document since Governor Ralph Northam announced a $3.7 billion investment in passenger rail in December of 2019. Emily Stock is manager for rail planning for the DRPT.
1: The rail plan is required by the Federal Railroad Administration every four years. And um, the last statewide rail plan we had was adopted by CTB in 2018.
0: One of the items called for in the draft plan is to implement a study called for in the 2020 General Assembly to review logistics for the Commonwealth Corridor. That's a proposed east-west passenger service that would travel from Hampton Roads to the New River Valley and perhaps beyond. That report is due before the next General Assembly section. That's before the overall plan is complete.
1: It would be examining how how the service could integrate with service on the the Western Rail Service, and then also um, the I-95 corridor. And and so it would be an opportunity to develop those Commonwealth Passenger Rail Corridor um, expansion policies.
0: There will also be a review of extending service westward to Bristol, as well as a potential stop in Bedford. The statewide rail plan itself is expected to be completed in early twenty two approval by the Commonwealth Transportation Board would happen soon afterwards. One change in the future will be that the Virginia Passenger Rail Authority or the Department of Rail and Public Transportation would be responsible for operating and maintaining stations, but those details are not yet known.
1: DRPT is in the process of working out how things will change, and uh, we're developing this new policy and prioritization to spell it out based on our recent agreements with CSX, Amtrak, and BRE.
0: A study of the long-range needs for the Charlottesville train station is underway. At issue there, as well as many other stations across Virginia, is the need to become compliant with the Americans for Disabilities Act. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. Thank you, as always, for listening. Please, if you have any questions or comments about anything that's in the show, please drop me a line. A lot of things did not go into this one because they're not ready yet. Uh, Each and every week, I'm getting more efficient about what goes into these, what doesn't go into these. Uh, I I left one segment today because it wasn't quite ready, but there's a lot coming and going in this community. And hopefully you support that at least morally and uh, perhaps you'll do it financially. And if you do, as I have said all week this week, and I'll continue to say for a little while longer, Ting is matching any of the uh, financial subscription. Through Substack. Um, You can ask me questions about that later. Thank you, Ting, for uh, that very generous commercial sponsorship, which is helping. It's uh, certainly going to help out this month, and I'm grateful for their support for my brand of local reporting journalism, whatever this is. Um, This is a town crier production, after all. Stay safe out there. We'll be back tomorrow.